think so. Let's do it. All right. Welcome to We Were Gamers. This is episode 264, I think. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. right. Andy is the is the keeper of the numbers usually. I checked several uh, hours ago. Didn't remember if I remembered. <laughs> uh, go, good job, memory. Uh, hello, I am JJ, and with me today uh, is Michael. Hi, everybody. Yes. Uh, no, Andy uh, this week, so uh, it's okay. The hosts you wanted are here. Andy is here all sometimes also, but you know, in this instance, <laughs> no, I don't mean to. To throw him under the bus he's uh he's off uh we'll uh have him back sooner or later i'm pretty sure sooner yeah so the second part of our controllers discussion will have to wait at least a week yes so we are tabling it um fear not though there is still a lot more to discuss uh we just want him to be there for it so that he has uh stuff to say we can get through it so uh, no problem we'll just uh thankfully this was an eventful week michael <laughs> Yes, it was. There is no shortage of, of games and game-related things to talk about. Uh, because this week was E3, uh, or it continues to be E3. Continues to be E3. Uh, um, we are recording this Monday night of the 14th of June. And that's important to know because Nintendo is tomorrow. <laughs> of course, the one that we would probably have the most to say about. Certainly, there's a lot. To, so, I'm going to now force you to make a prediction for something you think will happen at that Nintendo conference, and we'll be proven wildly wrong no matter what we say. <laughs> um, is that, can I pick anything? Yeah, anything you want, man. Whatever. Ooh, okay. Um... I mean, they're, they're the two big ones, right? And I'll, I'll throw them both out there. One is that there, there will be an update on Breath of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one is that we will get... final Finally, news will be dropped of uh, the new hardware, a, a new Switch console. Yeah, the smoke around there being a new Switch console, whether it's a you know, a Switch Pro type device that's a slightly more powerful Switch, new Nintendo Switch kind of yep branding or whatever has been hot there has been smoke on that for years just like people saying hey this is a thing but yeah nothing but in has the last been announced. in the last couple of months it has really picked up the number of people like picking picking up the news and the leaks and reporting on it yeah and, and it's hard to know how much of that is people reporting on leaks but i would think the amount of it is starting to reach a point where it there must be something it's just a yeah. question of whether they announce it here or do something separate later. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll do it here, um, just because I mean, it's the yeah. you know it's the biggest thing of the year. In theory, right? I mean, again, though, is it because E3? <laughs> like, what is E3 this year? It's all a bunch of online. Like, it. I think Nintendo could announce a Nintendo Direct and get a sizable poor, sizable percentage of the people that are watching because of E3, right? Yes, yeah, they will. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think that is the safe bet, or well, the, the most discussed bet, I would say. Yes, my my, if I had to pick something that I want to hear announced, I want an update on the new Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, that would be cool. I yeah. think that's a long shot. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, I, I would they love to see. They it. basically started over on right. development on that one, so right, so. I, that's that's why I think it's a long shot, uh, but I, I would love to see that. I think that would be. People have been thirsting for that game pretty hard out there on the internet. I think for a while. So. Uh, I think uh, if I have to pin down one thing, I really want to know what happened to Bayonetta three. Oh yeah, and they announced that. Like they ta- started talking about it. Like, God, when the Switch was coming out or just came out, like years it's been years and it's si- complete silence on that game <laughs> so I, I i would really like that I, I mean yeah i would like to hear about the new switch console um i don't know that i'd be buying one or like jumping at the bit to buy one but uh i, I really want to hear about that of course breath of the wild 2 is you know well loved um but i would love to know what happened to that game <laughs> did it just is it dead like are they doing anything did it? lock it lock it up in the nintendo vault yeah right and uh, I mean, you know, I know both you and I would be interested in uh, a new Xenoblade game, but I'm not hopeful that that's happening soon. Anyway, yes, I saw that. I saw that on someone. Someone put together a, a maybe a Twitter quiz of which of these do you think is is most likely to see uh, 
show up at Nintendo's E3 presser, and Xenoblade 3 was was on the list. Okay, wow. I mean, you know, enough people... They've made enough now of those games that it's starting to become a thing people know about and like. Right. So, I... I would play a Xenoblade 3. That is a uh, bold declaration by me, but uh, I would do it. Uh, so, okay, I, I just wanted to, you know, now we can have predictions that you can email us about about how wrong we were. So you can send those to podcast at webergamers.com and be like, hey, you guys are dopes. So what are you doing? Did you not pay attention to the announcement? It's like, no, we just we made this before. So uh, yeah, feel free to enjoy uh, us blindly flailing about in the dark uh, yes i i think we can we can safely uh, say the that there will be the new mario plus rabbits though <laughs> oh man thanks, thanks to nintendo please tell this story it's so good <laughs> so it was it had to have been maybe an hour before the ubisoft forward presser on saturday morning um in Nintendo intern, um, I'm going to say, had to have been just like monitoring the website and accidentally hit the go live button for Mario plus Rabbids. Uh, Spark, of, Spark hope. of Hope. Is yeah, that what Spark it is? Of yeah. Hope, I believe. Spark of Hope. Um, and so it showed up live on the website. And so that's how news broke right before they were supposed to actually break the news. It was up on the eShop for like three hours before it was supposed to be something yeah like an hour or something before the press conference and it wasn't supposed to go on until the end of the press conference i like to think Just, that wow they, i like to think that they had the time that it was supposed to go up in eastern or something in and pacific they put it, instead yeah, of yeah. eastern and oh so they hit God. the button at 9 a.m on the wrong coast uh Speaking of that, that's not the only thing that a big name leaked out ahead. Uh, the Microsoft press conference was supposed to be anchored. Well, who knows if they were going to show it first or not. Uh, but Starfield, the video for that leaked out about an hour or something before the Microsoft press conference by yep. the Washington Post. <laughs> Ooh, supposedly a professional organization. A video was posted on the Washington Post's website somewhere that was just like Starfield trailer. That was the whole story. There was no text, <laughs> no byline, nothing, just a video. Uh, and it was then the same one they showed at the very start of the Microsoft press conference. So they had, you know, Todd Howard come out and talk about, you know, this is the game, blah, blah, blah. And then they showed the same trailer we'd all just seen an hour ago. Uh I know a lot of people have been looking forward to that Starfield. That's, you know, the from the makers of the Elder Scrolls uh, space RPG thing. I don't know what it is because they didn't really show any gameplay. No, they, <laughs> they didn't show much at all other than the, the premise of launching a ship from what looked like the moon. I mean, I like spaceships, so... I like RPGs, so I you also put those like two those. things together... I don't like the combat in Elder Scrolls games, though. So You know, I don't think I have ever played an Elder Scrolls game. Really? Skyrim is literally on every single console. Yeah, I know some. it is, but my... So, you know, I'm a completionist when it comes to RPGs, and oh, the idea... So Skyrim is an uncompletable game, yeah. Exactly. The idea of just the game being uncompletable is a little bit of a, a, a tough pill to swallow for me. Yeah, it right. Is... I'd rather I'd rather fire up and play The Witcher Three. Sure, sure. It, you know, I I like that game also. The hmm, I I think the gosh, it's so hard. Okay, so I have a long history with the Elder Scrolls series, right? I played uh, Daggerfall. Wait, Daggerfall was that the one before Morrowind? I think it was. I know you and Andy have have attempted to list them all in order on it's an old pod episode, and I think you got it right at the time. So it's, it's impossible <laughs> to know. I want to say the order is like Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, but I That's also want right. to I also want to say I never played Arena, and I only played Daggerfall after playing Morrowind, but I did play it. So uh, I enjoyed those games. Uh, I enjoyed Morrowind quite a bit. I played a good amount of that. I played Oblivion a good amount as well, and then I just like kind of fell off in the. I played Skyrim for a bit, and I was like, eh, this isn't, 
This isn't doing it. Do. I don't know. This isn't this isn't doing it for me anymore. And this is like the the Fallout. Uh, the same thing happened to me in the Fallout franchise. It's just like because mm-hmm. it's a similar kind of first person game, but there's Vats, but there's no real equivalent of that in the Skyrim games. But the or the Elder Scrolls games. But I just something about that like first person combat and like the use your ability to level it up system. Just I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it is a long way of saying that like I I don't know anything about Starfield and no one does I guess. The trailer was very pretty though. Hey, it was very pretty. Yeah, using that uh, next gen console hardware. Yeah, man. Wow. I I can already hear my PC crying. <laughs> I, I guess it, it is worth saying that every single game Microsoft showed had a logo somewhere for PC. Yes. Yeah, I noticed that. And um, one of the big things that they were, this is this is Andy's moment, so it's sad that he's not here for uh, it. I know. But one of the biggest been. things was, yeah, they were pressing that they showed 30-something new titles, 27 of which would be available on, I think they said available at launch. Yeah, day one, almost all of them, yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know I am an avowed Yakuza fan, they mentioned you can now play literally every Yakuza game on Game Pass. I, I saw that and I started laughing thinking about you. It's like Yakuza, the Yakuza 1 uh, Kiwami, or Yakuza 0, Yakuza 1 Kiwami, 2 Kiwami, the 3, 4, 5 Collection, Yakuza 6, and now Yakuza Like a Dragon all on Game Pass. So there you go. It's, it's going to take you seven months worth of subscription to play all those games because they're some of them are very long, but... Uh, you know, hey, if you want to get in there and punch some dudes, Yakuza. Uh, I think, I, I know Andy will probably have stuff to say about Halo Infinite, and I kind of want to hash it with him because yeah. he and I are avowed Halo players. What do you think about them making the multiplayer free-to-play? I think that's a smart choice. Yeah, I think it's a smart move. And I think if they follow the a battle pass e kind of progression system of the master chief collection mm-hmm. that it's a pretty cool way for them to to do multiplayer that then you don't have to worry about missing out on stuff right cuz that was the thing that Andy and I talked about you know while we were going through those master chief games was that hey it's nice that like even though it's season 4 or 5 or whatever I can like take my season unlocks and go back to season one or two and get stuff from those, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good way of doing it so that you can you can jump in at any point and really not feel like you've missed anything. Yeah, especially for a game, at least for me, you know, like Halo, where like I maybe I'll probably play some multiplayer a bit, but I'm certainly not going to stick with it for months and years. I was like, it was not that kind of player, you know? Right. And if they had made it a whole separate game that you had to purchase, you got to assume that that's going to hurt the number of people that buy it, right? Yes. And you have worries about, are there enough people playing? If I buy this a year later, is anyone still playing at all? You know, okay, well, if you tie it together with the the campaign, is the campaign being shortchanged because this multiplayer stuff is taking all the development time? So I, I think doing a free-to-play system is a smart move. I just hope that they don't go crazy with it. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. Um, Halo is a beloved enough franchise that I think the campaign will still sell on its own, even with people getting the, the multiplayer for free. Yeah, I'm sure it will, right? The There's enough people who want to know uh, about the next story thing. So, Of course, they then didn't talk any about the campaign whatsoever. No, no, not at all. Uh, I think the only other Microsoft thing that I wanted to hit on was like maybe the thing I was most surprised to see there. Uh, the, min- it- the mini fridge? <laughs> <laughs> I did see that after the fact. Uh that's very dumb that they did that. It was the it was the post credit scene, if you will, of their presser. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So the joke had always been right that that Xbox Series X console is just like a big black square, 
and they're like, haha, it could be a mini fridge because it is yeah. just like a big square. And they did last year as a stunt, as a marketing stunt, they did a full size Xbox fridge. <laughs> and so now they're going to do a Series X one that, that looks like a Series X on the outside, and you open it and you can put sodas in there or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's very funny that they're doing that. Uh, but that actually wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say the <laughs> most surprising thing to see at the Microsoft press conference is AUDEN Chronicles. <laughs> Yeah, how about that? And not just uh, not just one, but both. Yeah, the the Auden Rising, I guess, is what they're calling it. Is it Auden? yes, yeah, Auden Rising, and that one actually will come out first, right? Uh, in 2022, and then Auden Chronicles Hundred Heroes, right, is a 23 currently slated game. Yes. You know, big caveat of we'll see on that. <laughs> Sure, healthy, you know, healthy grain of salt. Right. But that's, uh, I can say that I was shocked that a game like that would show up at a Microsoft press conference. Not that, like, I'm not excited for that game. I think both of us are. Already added to my wish lists. Yeah, both of them, right? Why not? Yep. I think I, I, think I paid enough that I get them for free, and I did it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, uh, if, uh, both you and I are are backers of the Kickstarter. There, right, is the the disclaimer. Yes, uh, but uh, I I just like that doesn't seem like the kind of game you slot in between uh, Halo Infinite and Starfield <laughs> and some of these these other games that they were talking about on there. Just stay, yeah, uh, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like the same kind of like major AAA, but at the same time, it's you know it was nice to them to to give a nod to like that community as well yeah it's super cool and i think it is nice to have a game like that as a like a palate cleanser or something for people who are into other stuff right yeah uh okay uh how many other cool stuff wow that's a that's a sentence how much other cool <laughs> stuff did you see at e3 that you want to talk about I think that was kind of uh, it for Microsoft for me. Um, I had I had little comments here and there. Um, so I watched the Ubisoft presser. Um, the uh, let's see, what did I think about that one? That Avatar game looked pretty. Um, yeah. Rainbow Rainbow Six has gone in an interesting direction as a franchise. I don't know if you. I I don't really play them, but mm -hmm. the the direction that this one has gone in the most recent one that's being added is very different. There's a uh, um, <laughs> the, there's a plague spreading that you are fighting against, um, oh. and it seems very much like um, the the only thing I could compare it to was the Zerg because they describe it as the this substance that spreads along the ground. Um, okay, and impedes like impedes yep impedes your movement while aiding the movement of um, the the monsters that it has that it spawns. Yeah, that does in fact sound quite a lot like creeps from StarCraft. It does, um, and it you know it just seemed like a, a really interesting direction for the for that franchise in particular to have gone in. Hmm. Uh, I did not uh, I did not see Ubisoft, so I don't know um, what else. So that one there. was good. They didn't they didn't have a, a ton of news, but it was mostly it was mostly all big title stuff. Got it. Um trying to think what else did I catch? Uh we talked a little bit about the Microsoft one. Oh, I caught the Square Enix. Sure. Um, I, I saw some was, stuff from there. Yep. That one was really good. Um the most interesting thing to me out of that one was the um, the new Final Fantasy spinoff, uh, Stranger put... of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Oh, so you, kind of a mouthful. You, hold on, you mean Chaos, Chaos, Chaos? Yes. Here, yeah, that would be the one. I'm here to Chaos, Chaos. That's <laughs> what it sounded like watching that thing. Yeah, drink, drink every time he says Chaos. You will be dead on the floor <laughs> within 30 seconds. It's, uh. That game looked really weird. It looks very different. Like I'm glad that they described it as a spin-off of Final Fantasy. 
it, it takes place. I mean, those characters, I think, are intended to be the characters of Final Fantasy One. Garland uh, is the last boss. Yeah, one of them. One of them says they're the Warriors of Light, and that's that's your main characters in Final Fantasy One. It's so weird for a game that has like so little story compared to what you think of of modern Final Fantasy games. To choose to yeah. make a, a like a story action game out of that one is just very very strange to me. Yeah, it might make it easier though in some ways because you don't have to. You, yeah, I guess you, know, you, get you to, don't have a lore that you have to tiptoe around. Yeah, sure. It's like, hey, you know, these guys are going to go here. They're going to fight Garland, but you kind of got a lot of a lot of points in between. You can you can make up stuff with, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, we got to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Square Enix sent eighty percent of their press conference showing it. Yes, yes, they did. Um, it was. It looks like their Avengers game, but more laid back. Apologies to Ken, who knows probably a lot more about the comic book side of this. I am led to believe that this is not even how they look in the comics. This is just they came up with new looks for these characters and created this. So it's like it, they don't look like the people from the MCU, right? It's not like Chris Pratt is Star-Lord. It's just right. some generic other dude. Uh, but the game itself looks interesting. I think it looks more fun than that Avengers game. That's for sure. Yeah, I think the the way that it's set, that the combat system is set up, I think it would be more satisfying to just play through by yourself. Yeah, there's... because you you play as Peter Quill leading the team and you can call out for your teammates to to perform different actions, but you're still playing as Quill. Right. I mean, I think it is a. Clearly, it is meant as a single player game. I don't think they are intended. Well, maybe there is some multiplayer component. I don't know, but they definitely didn't show like other people playing as the other guardians it's you as peter quill star lord right. that's it and you know maybe you can do co-op or something also but it didn't seem like that from the from what they showed how many licensed songs do you think they're gonna get for his mixtape <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question because you know um, I, how many songs can you even fit on a tape from that era right it's supposed to be from the 80s that's his thing right yeah and there's a lot of songs from the 80s that are good that you could put in there for sure. And they played a couple during the press conference, which I thought was funny because then people streaming it were probably worried about getting DMCA'd. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, like, how many could you fit theoretically on a Walkman? Can't uh, I mean, you've got both sides of the tape. I'm trying to remember. It's been it's okay. been a long time since I have recorded songs onto a tape. Sure. Um, I'm trying to remember how many i i could usually get on to onto one and i feel like it was between like eight and 12 aside yeah that sounds right maybe 12 if they're shorter yeah so like 24 songs or something if they come up with something like that would be thematically appropriate of course they could also yeah. very easily put 500 on there it's a you know it's not the same you know it's space right. technology right yeah, but if you you know if you pick your moments, you don't need you don't need that many songs. It depends though. Right? Like do they, they do they let you do that whenever you want? Like it, it, it wasn't clear to me is that like you know the song drop the beat thing a scripted thing or was it like an activated something? That I I got do? the sense that it was the kind of thing where you had to uh, it had like a charge up bar to it. Hmm. And so the ability charged over the, you know, part of a fight. And once it got all the way charged up, you could you could use it up uh, to give yourself a boost. And then it had a cool down and recharge time. So, I mean, conceivably, you could be hitting that button quite a lot during the course of a game. I mean, I guess it yeah. depends on how long the game is, right? Yeah. And how, you know, how involved it is to charge it up. Yeah, yeah. There's something about those characters just looks so strange to me. I don't know what it is. It is like a they were going for both a realistic and a comic book look at the same time, and it it weirded me out in places. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's I, it just grew like having... on me. Go ahead. It grew on me over the course of the of the trailer. 
Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I ended in the place where, like, okay, okay, I like this. I think it's just seeing the, like, giant Groot and Rocket Raccoon that are both very obviously Groot and Rocket Raccoon, but also not the Groot and Rocket Raccoon I think of when I think of those characters, right? Yeah, the hard actually the hardest thing for me to get past in that whole uh, first look at the gameplay was Rocket's voice. Oh yeah, because it's not um, it's not Ed Helms, right? Uh, oh, not Ed Helms. Uh, what's his name? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I guess credit to them. They're trying to do their own thing. I don't think they're trying to tell any of those stories. In the same way. Uh, because I, I did notice this branding it was marvel's guardians of the galaxy just like it was marvel's avengers and marvel's spider-man yes and i think that is code for we gave you these characters and the rights to use them but we didn't tell you how to make them look and it's definitely not the movie continuities yeah and they said that the, they interviewed the developers as part of the as part of the conference and the developers were saying that they didn't they that was an intentional choice that they didn't want to try and make the movie characters or the comic book characters what they wanted to do was take the characters and interpret them in such a way to tell the best story for the medium okay see that must have been one of the parts i fast forwarded through <laughs> probably <laughs> okay but that's very um, cool. but it made it made a lot of sense right at that point i i settled a little more into the okay so they're they're just all going to be different and that was a choice yeah uh, yeah and again like i uh, by the end of when you first see that P peter quill you're just like who is this dude and then by the end of the trailer or by the end of the segment i was like all right this seems fun he definitely seems like star lord it's not like He's definitely acting in a very Peter Quill way. So, yes, uh, I am cautiously optimistic that that game will be fun and afraid that it will be riddled with microtransactions. Yeah, let's hope not. Uh, what other stuff from Square Enix? Oh, and Michael, are you excited for Pixel Remaster? Of I... Final Fantasy one through six. I am, I am hesitant about pixel remasters for the first six Final Fantasies because I love a lot of those games, and it, their last round of remasters ruined some of them. Uh, they weren't remasters, that's for sure. Uh, they were yeah. they were ruinings of those games. Uh, and in fact, uh, I, I wish the, it had been pixel remaster singular, and you got six games. But instead, oh, it that appears that nice. you get six individual titles called pixel remaster final fantasy one final fantasy two etc and you have to buy six separate titles um people have been out there on the internet pulling uh the sprites and stuff out of those pictures because there was no other media provided from those things out to the mm -hmm. the population there's like that yeah, trailer and nothing else clips people have been like lining up pictures of those sprites next to the original sprites michael can you tell much difference? They're not the same. Okay. They have done... They have changed them. They look different. That's all people can say. There's a there's a comparison image floating around out there. Who I don't know how accurate it is, obviously. I didn't do any of this work myself. And it's not like they're providing you great <laughs> detailed shots uh, of this stuff to, to look at. But why can't you just take the the original games that people like and, and use those graphics. Why do you got to redo it? I just, you know, just make higher res versions of the same art. Isn't that what people want? I, I would think so. So I, I don't know. It, anytime you redo pixel art, right. You're going to get people that hate the new pixel art because yeah, it's inherently subjective. Um, I don't know. Who knows if, if all they did right was take the original game make it run widescreen and that's it i think people would have been happy <laughs> i was gonna say that would be enough for a lot of people yeah uh instead i don't know what this is and like you i am somewhat afraid especially by the fact that they said coming to steam and mobile uh which yeah. is a terrifying thing to say uh for games that were came out originally on console and the mobile ports were not good and conspicuously yep. missing 
Where is my Final Fantasy Tactics, Michael? I don't know. Why don't they put it out on PC? They didn't even it's, put it's... out the Final Fantasy Tactics mobile port, which exists, uh, out on Steam like they did with all the other ones. Yeah, it seems like a kind of a glaring omission. I would pay even for their bad Final Fantasy Tactics mobile port on PC. <laughs> Do it, Square Enix, you cowards. And while we're talking about stuff that Square Enix are cowards for not doing, where's the Persona games on PC? Oh, wait, no. Oh, yeah. Is that Atlas? That is Mm -hmm. Atlas. All right, I'm wrong. Yeah. It's not Square Enix's fault for that Sorry, Square Enix. Where are you, Atlas? Put those ones out on PC. (laughs) What the heck? Uh, Okay. Square Enix. Was there anything else in there? I kind of think that was it they showed other stuff but i kind of didn't Those care the, about it they, there was a brief teaser for the new hitman sniper yeah i don't know what that is that's that's um, weird yeah it's a new um it's a spin-off and i want to say it might be for mobile i want to say that also because i'm pretty sure the main hitman games are not owned by square enix yeah uh, but yeah, I think it's a it's a mobile spinoff, and I guess you play a sniper team that in the in the Hitman universe. Okay. Uh, I am a fan of the Hitman universe, so I would uh, I would like that. Yeah, we'll see how it uh, how it translates to touchscreen. I'm still waiting for Hitman Three to come to my platform of choice, so that I can import all my Hitman Two and Hitman One stuff. One day, one day. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's kind of it for Square Enix. There's a couple other games I noted from like other conferences. I don't know if you have other ones as well. Uh, obviously, as this Resident Souls fan on this podcast, I'm gonna talk about Elden Ring. Yep, you mean Dark Souls 4? Uh, no, Michael, it says Elden Ring. It doesn't say <laughs> sure Dark Souls. It, does. it sure it does, buddy. It doesn't say Dark Souls anywhere on there. I don't know where you got that idea. <laughs> uh, it's very crazy of you to suggest that. Uh, but yeah, no, look, it looks a lot like Dark Souls, and I think that's intentional, right? Uh, the, yes. There are horses, though. That's cool. You've never been able to ride a horse before. I yes. Don't, I don't Although know I how still, you're going to fight from horseback. Whether or not, I still question whether or not that was a horse. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Maybe it's like some kind <laughs> of weird antler demon or something. I don't know. Horse-like creatures. Uh, that looked very cool. I you can, you can also tell that it's like very much following falling in the um the dark souls vibe when they're like oh tarnished one or whatever it, you know during their little narration sequences and that's uh i think they call you hollow ones in the dark souls games like they just had to find another thing they could call you something ones <laughs> you right. know uh I, I very much enjoyed that uh, I also, I didn't really watch the PC gaming show, and to my understanding, there was not actually anything really good announced there. But uh, it wasn't. It wasn't great this year. I did. I did watch that one. Okay. Uh, I did see one game there though, uh, or a trailer for a game that came off of that, called Songs of Conquest. Okay. Yeah. Did I get it right? I think that's the. Yeah, name. I think that's right. Uh. This game looks rad. Uh, did I actually get it right? Yeah, Songs the, of Conquest. That is the, the name. King, the Kingdom Builder, right? No. Well, yes. But do you know what this game is? This game is Heroes of Might and Magic, Michael. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, like, very deeply. This is like Heroes of Might and Magic 2 slash 3 is what this game is. All the way down to there's like a map and your hero walks around on it on a grid. Your castle has like a bunch of little buildings that it builds out that give you resources. You fight on a grid that is separate from the overworld map that has hexes. Yep. You have inventories. You can trade stuff back and forth between your your heroes. You have units. Your hero themselves doesn't fight directly in the combat. They kind of stand off to the side and your other units do the fighting. It is a Heroes of Might and Magic game in all but name. Uh, I didn't know they were making these. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played here. So I played Michael. I played in my youth 
so many hours of Heroes of Might and Magic 2 and 3. So this one is, is right up your alley. So many hours. Yes. And it even says on their Steam page, like the first page is turn-based strategy game inspired by 90s classics. And those 90s classics are Heroes of Might and Magic 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> uh, this looks cool. I know nothing about this game other than that uh, trailer that they showed. It The trailer looked cool. They said there's going to be four factions and then campaigns. Um if they follow the Heroes of Might and Magic strategy, each faction will have their own little campaign. And then maybe you unlock like a separate unified campaign at the end or something, depending on the story. Yeah. Uh, man, that just hit like so many nostalgia centers in my brain <laughs> on that one. It was just like overload. It's like, oh my God, I'm 10 years old again and playing this turn-based game with my friends. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of it for me though anything else you wanted to to highlight um, on there was there was one other one that looked interesting to me um uh, it was called greek g-r-e-a-k um memories of azure okay and it's a um it's it's a little bit like um a cross between hollow knight um in terms of what the graphics reminded me of and trine in the sense that you control three heroes basically at the same time and trade off between them to solve puzzles and make your way through the through the levels okay i like trine quite a bit that's a very yeah. fun game so you should find this one it's on the it's on the steam store already okay i have, um, i'm already looking this up Adding but uh, yeah, the the art style looks great. Um, it looks it looks a little bit um, like hand drawn. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it is. I see it now. It's definitely like a yeah, a very hand drawn quality looking, like a painterly aspect to the landscapes and stuff. Yeah, but you see what I mean that it, it has echoes of of Hollow Knight. Oh yeah, Just a, yeah, a little more look, color. The yes, <laughs> Hollow Knight very drab. Uh, this one definitely. Uh, it, the the small character, the very big world, the puzzles definitely look very trine like, where you're doing multiple things on the map at the same time with different characters. Yeah, and like I, this person looks like they're double jumping here in, in this screenshot, which is uh, yo, that's a that looks like a thing. All right, well, added that to the wish list. Easy. Yeah, that was a that was an easy choice. So that one that one definitely yeah. Uh stood out to me um i'm trying to think silt there was one called silt that looked pretty good um it's a, a black and white where you are a swimmer in an underwater world um Ooh. and trying to solve there wasn't there wasn't much shown other than um just some little bits of gameplay so you didn't really get much of an idea of the story um but it looked like trying to trying to escape from this underground underwater world cool very cool yeah um but i think the biggest thing for me um a lot of what i saw were were more indie games than mm. like triple a studio titles and one of the things that stood out the most i think was the amount of games that were trying to tap into success be it from a play style or more often an art style of some of the mo some of the more popular games recently so i saw three maybe four games um over the the two or three days worth of, of press conferences that i watched that all evoked uh disco elysium mm. whether it was in their art style or in like the the gritty sort of noir detective story Mm -hmm. um and there were you know that that was just one example but there were plenty of other games that all felt like okay this this is the game that they're trying to emulate because it was so successful and they're you know they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle again man that has to be such a such a dangerous road to go down because i re especially with a game like disco elysium where i I don't think you could make a game like that again. And obviously, if you're just emulating the art style or a detective game, you can go a billion ways, right? Right. Yeah. And they, you know, they were all they were all variations. Mm -hmm. Well, it it can't. It must be hard out there for game makers when 
there are so many good games, even in a year where it seems like most of the best games all got delayed. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope that there's a lot of cool stuff on Nintendo's press conference uh, coming up tomorrow. I guess we shall see. Fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, all right, let's uh, move away a little from E3 and talk about what you and I have been up to. Um, I have been continuing to play Cold Steel 4, uh, and I don't have to do the stupid thing where I name the 800-word-long title for Andrew. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, more Cold Steel 4. That game's really long. Um, getting into it, man. The uh, You know it's going to be a big deal when the church shows up early, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. they play a not insignificant role already in the Trails in the Sky games. Mm-hmm. 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 So uh yeah, that that is uh it is already on, as you might say. Uh what about you, Michael? What have you been up to? Um so I downloaded and installed uh Trails from Zero. Uh but having just finished uh Trails the Third, I wanted something to do as kind of a break in between. So I finally uh, I opened up my Epic Games library full of all the the free downloaded games that I have gotten from them but not played any of and fired up Celeste. Okay, I liked Celeste uh, a lot. It was very hard though. Uh, yes, yeah, I am definitely finding that. So the uh, the regular, I guess the A side levels mm -hmm. um, are are challenging but but still pretty fair um the b sides which i have i have been unlocking as i've gone along um and i've i think i've gone through two of them now um but those are a big step up in in just brutal platforming yeah the b sides are tough dude i did not even come close to finishing all the b-sides i played most of them or several of them i definitely didn't finish close to most of them though yep yeah the, i mean it's it's just the it's the kind of thing where it takes you a while to figure out what they mean you to do in each room and then you even after you figure it out and you know exactly oh i need to jump here and then i need to jump straight up here and then over this way and dodge this executing all of the little steps in a row just to get through a single room um, is difficult. Yeah. Uh, especially, it, like, even towards the end of the normal, you know, the A-side route levels, there's tough platforming in there. Like, it's already hard. And the B-sides really crank it at some levels to, you know, they take the dial and they turn it up to 10 if it was at 9. Yeah. Uh, and some of them is really, really tough. Uh, yeah, I can, I've got about, I've got about one B side at a time in me before my hand starts to, to feel it. I'm like, I need to take a break. Yep. Yep. It definitely, I, I absolutely remember parts when I was playing that where like my hand would hurt, would cramp from how I was holding the controller and hammering away at some buttons in certain yep. points, right? Yeah, for me, it's it's the tension of holding that the button down to cling to the walls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. And, and you know, you don't need to press it harder to hold the wall. You hold it the same whether you're yeah, clamping down on that button or turns not. turns out, but it's almost, it's almost harder to just hold it down with light pressure. I, I eventually had to learn <laughs> to let go a little, <laughs> you know. Um, how are you liking some of that stuff in Celeste? It is, like, the different weird, I don't know, Mechanics, mechanics is the wrong word yeah but like that you know the the little things that they're doing yeah i have i really like the way that they steadily incorporate them um so the the like wedges of space that you can fly through and the the orbs the green i guess it's green and red orbs mm -hmm. that launch you either all the way across the screen or just a short distance in a certain direction. Um, I think there it's, it's a really clever use, um, and not just use, but building upon of different ideas. Yeah. Especially, I, mm, 
nope nope we're gonna wait i wanna there's <laughs> too, a couple specific much, levels game there's too much specific level there's two like two or three specific levels i want to talk about uh that i know you've played at least one of them and i think andy has played one too but i know neither of you have played the other well the second one i don't know about the third one so we'll wait because i'm i want to get andrew's opinion too because also i know he is he is struggling the same way you are yeah I appreciate yeah, so, that they let you restart really quick after dying in that game. I, and I think that I think that makes it a lot more palatable is that it's it's a split second between dying and just being right back on the starting platform. Yes. Which it needs because some of those rooms you get to the end and you're like just this last jump and then you die and you are enraged and you need yep. to set the controller down <laughs> yeah you get to the you get to the end of a b-side and the the numbers start to roll and you're like 350 deaths yeah that sounds about right Mm-hmm. that uh yeah yeah <laughs> i don't remember what my stats were in that game but the death numbers were very very high for some of those levels yes yeah they add up real quick Especially when you when you're trying to go out of your way to get one of the strawberries, bro. Those strawberries are a fool's errand. <laughs> Don't. There are some that are placed in the most devious places. Oh yeah. And you're like, right. how is how do you even get this? What do you even yeah. do? And there's there's some of that too where you just pause it and stare at the screen and you're like, what do they want me to do here? How 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 can it even be done? Yeah. The and they, there is a way, and there is a way, but it is. Mm. Sometimes it is very, very rude. The stuff yeah. you have to do, or counterintuitive. Yeah. I think those are the those are the hardest ones to puzzle out. It's like, oh, I need to go under this platform instead of over it, or or jump over and hold the other side of the platform instead of the normal side. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of really weird stuff like that. The you immediately see the well, frequently immediately see the way out of the room you're in, right? Oh, it wants me to go over here, follow this path, collect these things or whatever. Right. And but then what you see, if I go this way? And then you see a like a hole in the upper right and you're like, can I get up there? Oh, the block slides back, maybe? And then, yeah, lo and behold, there's a strawberry up there or something, right? Yep. Oh, man. That game's so good. Man, Celeste is so much fun. What a great game. Yeah, I'm glad I'm you guys are playing it. it. I'm so excited. So we'll talk more about that when Andy's back. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and kind of like rounding out the other stuff I've been playing, uh, I reinstalled Darkest Dungeon for no reason that I can understand. Um, I don't know. Turn-based combat is fun. Uh, but that game is like impossibly long and really just wants you to like throw your heroes into the meat grinder yeah and i think i don't have it in me to actually do that i like the idea of playing that game because it really does have like a really tight combat system where you know you have your each of your four heroes and they all have four moves and then you know you fight a team of up to four or some number of enemies and it's turn-based combat and the you know you have to decide well do i want to heal this turn i only have i can only take one action and i'm at like a third health i can heal for like four hit points or i can do seven points of damage or i can buff my team with two speed like which of these is worth it you know right yeah you gotta do the do that math yeah and it, it's a uh i really enjoy the combat in that game it's just the it is so hard. You, you really just have to play a ton of it. And I think that's the part that I wish I didn't have to. Even on the easy mode of that game, uh, you still have to just play a ton of it. I think I just yeah. wanted to like find something turn-based after seeing that turn-based trailer. And it's like, oh yeah, turn-based games. I just couldn't. I, should I just reinstall Heroes of Might and Magic 2? Is that what this is coming down to? I, I mean, that, that, that's, that feels like where it's leading you to get yourself prepared for Songs of Conquest. Yeah. I don't know when that Songs of Conquest game comes out. Is it like next year? Ooh, did it have a date on it? That's a good question. E Q1 2022. Okay. So not terribly far off in the grand scheme of video game announcements. Yeah. So, you know, next year sometime. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, a, a pitch for people, though, if you want something to play that you can play immediately and get for free, um, when this airs, you will have maybe a little less than 24 hours to go out to the Epic Store and download Control. Hey, people should play Control. That's a fun game. 
a big game. There's a lot of man, a lot of game in control. People should play that. Yeah. So I I pulled that one down and I'm looking forward to starting that one at some point. That will be a very different experience from Celeste. Uh yes. Uh may I recommend uh don't turn on the ray tracing. I did remember that from when you talked about it. Your card will be crippled. <laughs> uh, turn it off and you'll get, you know, you'll, it looks good without it. So it's not like it's sure. ruining the game, but uh, you turn it on and you get, you know, 10 frames and then you turn it off and you're getting 55. <laughs> like, yeah. Slight oh. difference. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, this is a cool week, man. I'm excited to hear what nintendo does i hope it is cool stuff crossing my fingers over here which you can't see but that's what i'm doing same same all right well if people want to get at us michael where could they do that uh if you want to send us your predictions for nintendo you can email us at podcast at we were gamers.com we love hearing from you we tend to batch up our emails and read them all out at once uh it's I know it's one of Andy's favorite things to do. Certainly. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We are we were gamers on all those places. Uh, you should check out our YouTube. We were gamers. Uh, it's easiest to find if you type it in is all one word. Um, there's some good additional content out there, especially if you're a, a Star Trek fan with our subspace transmissions. Oh, yeah. And there's uh there's some good uh, Star Wars content out there. There's a good number of carbon scorings out there for people oh, who yeah. are interested in that as well. And uh, you know, I mean, I think there will be another subspace transmission coming sooner or later. But I think you know we gotta wonder: Are we gonna talk about that Loki show, Michael, on this podcast? Oh, we we very well might. Did I know you we, watch the first episode? I did. We did as well. I'll have to, we'll have to wait for Andrew to get. Uh, I'm optimistic. Yes, a lot of exposition in lot that first episode, but but I am definitely optimistic as well. It seems interesting. That's all I will say. Yes. So, uh, all right. Well, until next week, you can find us all over the internet, as Michael just said, and we will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. 